0: I'm Taylor Scoglia, and this is Girl, It Is Time To Thrive. So today we have Nancy on the podcast, and I actually went to college with Nancy, so she's just another Fitchburg girl who's just out there conquering the world, and I feel like I could read you her bio, but I'm just going to have her talk about herself because she's going to do it so much better than I could. So Nancy, will you introduce yourself, please? Tell us a little bit about you.
1: Absolutely. So my name is Nancy. Um, I feel like I wear quite a few hats. Um, So I always have a hard time kind of figuring out where exactly to start when I introduce myself. But I am a military spouse, so I move around quite a bit. We are now in our seventh state within the last seven years, which is insane. Um, I'm a special education teacher. I run a network marketing business, primarily on Instagram. Um, I just finished grad school Um, so I tend to be someone that you might consider a busybody, but I have found ways to really kind of hone in on time management and productivity to allow myself to still live a great social life while doing all of these things.
0: I would say, yes, you always look like you're having fun, but you also like over the years, because I've obviously followed you, you're very inspiring because I'm like, how is she like keeping track of every single thing? So... One of the goals for our conversation today, for some of the listeners know, is I want her to talk about time management because she really does do everything. Like she is so incredible to watch and she always looks like she's having fun. So, one of the first things I want to ask you is obviously, you're a military spouse. Sometimes people feel like, as you know, I've dated one guy in the military, and one of the things for me was, It was really hard to be like, he's like, well, I might go here. I might go there. How do you make time for yourself as a wife who's dating someone in the military? Like, how do you make yourself a priority?
1: Well, okay. So (laughs) really, that's a hard one because really being a military spouse, you learn really quickly that you don't have as much control as you might want to have. And that's hard for me because I do like having control over my own life. Mm -hmm. And that has completely gone out the window since marrying Mike. Um, We've been together forever. We started dating when I was 16. So he's really all I know. And he is wonderful. So in terms of him, he always makes me a priority. He knows that I really do my own thing and he respects that. Um, But the military, on the other hand, doesn't really care. (laughs) And I just have to uh, remind myself that it's not up to me, and I am really learning to become more and more adaptable. Mm-hmm. I've lived in lots of places that I wouldn't expect to like, and I adapted and figured out how to live there, like Alaska, I dreaded it, figured it out, <laughs> became an outdoorsy girl for a few years, you know? It's all about adaptability, for sure, with the military, just succumbing to the fact that you do not have control over where you live.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And how has that like gone into your career, like having to be adaptable? Because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about adaptability, but I think it's a very, very important part of being successful.
1: Yeah, so that's actually one of the reasons why I ended up going for network marketing. So I am a special ed teacher, went to Fitchburg state actually for special education, finished my master's in special education, focusing, I focus on behavior actually, um, in middle schoolers and high schoolers, but it is really, really hard to kind of pick up where you left off when you're moving state to state. So often, um, licensure is different state to state, um, qualifications are different Mm -hmm. state to state. Pay is different state to state. So I often, and this has happened multiple times now when we move, I'll move to a new state and I won't get a teaching job right when I move there because we don't move at the right time. Again, not our control, but it has definitely put a damper on my teaching career just because again, I don't have the control. Whereas with network marketing, nothing changes based on where I live. I have full control over that. Um, so that has actually really helped me kind of balance that it was super frustrating to, um, know I had qualifications and not get the jobs I want just because of timing with the military, but then being able to fall back now on network marketing as a reliable income source has been, um, empowering, Mm -hmm. especially after kind of being beaten down with like the just struggles with keeping a teaching job when you're moving around so much.
0: And can you tell us like what you do in network marketing?
1: Like tell us the company you work for. Yeah, for sure. So I work with a company called Monet, Um, and everyone will say, you mean Monet? Like, yeah, everyone says it differently. I, I think I say it correctly. Who knows? Um, but it stands for modern nature. So I kind of go Monate, modern nature. Yeah. So okay. it's a hair care and skin care company. Uh, we recently launched wellness and some body care as well. Um, I actually started as a customer. So, I was struggling with my hair for a few years there and couldn't figure out what was going on. I went to a dermatologist. They couldn't help me. Um, and I eventually just, my my self-confidence was kind of plummeting because of my hair, which is weird because I tend to be a very confident person. Um, I was literally like putting eyeshadow on my scalp because I felt like it was thinning so bad. And I met a girl that I worked with at the Cheesecake Factory here in Waikiki, and she introduced the products to me after like me being really hesitant and not wanting to try them within six months, I loved them. And she convinced me to start my business and it's been, I've loved it. Like it has been so much fun.
0: Well, I will verify that you are one of the most confident people ever. <laughs> like I dream of having your confidence. So that says a lot. A lot. Of support, but
1: yeah, yeah,
0: it and, was tough. And when, um, so what year was that? If you can give us a timeline.
1: Oh gosh, I haven't been with the, i haven't even been with the company for two years, so okay. about a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah. When you started working for them, were you teaching at the time too?
1: Yeah. So I was actually—it was the middle of the pandemic, so I was teaching online from home, um, and I was also smack dab in the middle of a ex- expedited grad school program at UH Manoa, at University of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like probably the worst timing ever. Uh, And I really think that that's important to note because I think especially with network marketing, people are always so hesitant waiting for the right time, quote unquote, which doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. I feel like if it's something you want, you just have to shoot for it because your brain is totally going to convince you that it's never the right time. Um, And I'm really glad that I did jump into it when I was so busy because it taught me a lot And it showed me kind of how to prioritize.
0: Because we're obviously going to be talking about time management. So you were going to grad school, you had a full-time job, and now you are starting your own business. Yeah. What did that look like? Like, If you had to say the first couple of months, was it kind of just trial and error? Or were you organized from the very beginning?
1: I would say organization is a general strength for me, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely a learning curve with the... Level of organization I had to possess. So, I mean, I learned that time blocking is one of the most amazing things in the world. I per I buy like specific time blocking planners, and I keep them with me at all times. Like my planner is literally my baby, if I were to lose this thing, I would go insane. Uh, I'm a written person. So I write everything down. I fully rely on written planners. I don't put anything planning wise in my phone, which I think is probably a little bit weird for our generation. Um, But yeah, so time blocking was huge for me. To do list was huge for me. Um, Figuring out how to make to do lists with prioritization, like embedded into it. Um, But yeah, no, it was A lot of trial and error for sure, but I would say organized trial and error.
0: (laughs) And for those who don't know, like this is a totally new like area for them. What is time blocking?
1: So time blocking is, I would say, taking a to-do list a few steps further. So when Mm. I time block, um, I look at my entire day from start to finish and I put my activities into the day specific times. And I really hold myself accountable to those Mm -hmm. because we all know that to-do lists can get lost, right? Like we'll start a to-do list. And if it's not really organized, that to-do list might be your to-do list for days, weeks, months at a time, and it'll never get done. So when you actually put it onto a calendar with a specific time, it's almost like an appointment for me. Mm -hmm. It's on my calendar. I have to do it. Yep. It's on a to-do list. I should do it. It's on my calendar, time blocked. It's there. I have to, at least for me, that's what works really well. Um, So I tend to focus mostly on mornings because I'm a morning person. I highly recommend kind of learning who you are as a productive person. Like, are you most productive in the mornings? Are you productive in the middle of the day? Are you, some people are productive in the middle of the night, but Mm -hmm. use that time where your productivity is high um, and it'll it'll do wonders for you, right? If I put my things that I really need to do in the afternoons, they're not going to be done or they're going to be done in a less efficient way because that's not when I'm most productive.
0: I agree. I, um, I do time blocking too. So I, I live by it. Like I can tell when I stop doing it is when, I have organization, but I have organized chaos in a sense. Yeah. Because it's true. Like if you don't have a time, like I always say this even with goals. Like if you're making a goal, anyone can write down a goal, but like when's the timestamp? Right. Like when are you gonna accomplish that? Same with the to-do yeah. list. Are you gonna accomplish it, it? Accomplish it if I can speak right <laughs> now. Accomplish it 30 minutes before it's due. Or are you gonna accomplish it? two days before it's due so you don't so you can check your work or whatever it is so I I agree and I'm also a morning person I don't know how people are like night people I admire them I can't do it I need to wake up and just go
1: uh it sounds miserable to me like working at (laughs) night is like I would rather set my alarm two hours earlier which is actually what I do and is the main reason that's like my network marketing Monet um workspace is when I started my business, I realized, Hey, I have a busy life. I have a busy day. Where am I going to fit this in? Mm -hmm. Um, I think kind of something that I hear a lot with network marketing that I would challenge is that it is a business that you can do like within the nooks and crannies of your day, or like, you don't really have to put like a lot of time into it. Um, but I feel like that's a very, Um, I feel like that's kind of a cop-out of a way to like Mm -hmm. get people to want to do it. If you're just doing it for 10 minutes here and there, it's not really going to be built into, um, this income source that people are looking for. So I challenge people to really time block chunks of time for their business in order to make it a priority. Because if you're saying that it's something that only deserves five, 10, 15 minutes here and there throughout your day, you're pretty much disclosing that it's not a priority to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always, when I have girls on my team or men, I actually have quite a few men on my team as well. Um, when I'm coaching them through how to be productive and how to be successful, I always say like, Hey, when are those hours? throughout the day that we can work on your business. And I, mm-hmm. when I first started my business, I kind of looked at my calendars. I looked at my priorities and I was like, okay, looks like I'm waking up at four 30 from now on, um, rather than the six o'clock that I usually would wake up. So now mm-hmm. I wake up at four 30 and five every morning and I get my good chunk of business income producing activities in before I even start my like, quote unquote, real work day. Mm-hmm. So
0: I would just like to say for those who don't know this, Nancy's in Hawaii and I'm in Connecticut. So she's it's six in the morning there right now and she's doing this interview. Yeah. So she's n- no BS. Like she must wake up so early because she looks so put together <laughs> right now. And I have my hair in a messy bun and I've been up for seven hours. So six hours. So I, I think that's really important for people to... Yeah.
1: Honestly, it's one of the things I put on my to-do list every day is like, get ready. And I, I will say, I don't write, get ready. I say, get glam. Like when I write on <laughs> my to-do list, it says, get glam. Like it's something that makes me feel good. I feel more productive when I look good. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially since I do work on social media, like finding, like looking good on social media, people, I don't know. I feel like people tend to listen more. I, I may yeah. know it's superficial, but they do. More um,
0: superficial like generation people. Yeah, we
1: sure are. There we are. But um, I do think it's also important to show up not looking like that. And I do. I feel like I'm pretty balanced on that. I make sure that people know that I'm not just like a – I don't always wear makeup and all that. But so time blocking is huge for sure. I'm just kind of looking over my notes. Um, do you have a time blocking calendar? Or I didn't
0: a- even know that was a thing. I – so I'm about to show you my calendars if the podcast listeners I, can see it, but I, I just have like, I like to have like a daily calendar. So okay. it says Monday and then there's like a few blanks and then there's like an actual to do one. So I kind of make it time blocking, but I'm going to be uh, on Amazon checking out time blocking calendars okay. after this.
1: Well, it's a little bit pricey, um, but this is my second year in a row buying this planner and I couldn't say anything better about it. So it's, have you heard of Erin Condren?
0: That sounds so familiar.
1: He's like definitely one of the big, plan, like sh- it's probably one of the most popular planner brands. Oh, wow. um, they do notebooks, they're all personalized. So like you get them, this one's mine. So you get, you pick mm-hmm. your cover, you, my name is over there. You pick the font and everything. Um, you pick the patterns inside. And then, so this, let me see if this my day, this is next week. So it's empty. I don't know if you'll be able to see that. Okay. But, yes. So it, like looks, it reminds day, me of like a
0: doctor's office, like planner. Yes. That helps yes, people who can planner. visualize it.
1: Yeah. So for each day, it goes hour by hour down in a column. Okay. So all the way until 7 p.m. So from 6 a.m. till 7 p.m. But even beforehand, like up above 6 a.m. Sometimes I'll write things or down below 7 p.m. I'll write things. Um, and then there's a to-do list on the side and I just love this planner.
0: Oh, you'll have to send me the link. Cause I, I like, yeah. I love time blocking. I started feeling very unorganized when I was, so I started like my food blog in the spring of 2021. And in the summer here, we wait, I, we, I waitress cause it's very busy in Connecticut. It's very touristy. And I was basically work waitressing like forty hours as well and doing multiple different things. So I started time blocking like six AM. I'm gonna get up and work out. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna journal and then I'm gonna actually start working at like eight thirty because that's when normal people start working. Like I'm one of those I fall into the because I'm a morning person, roll out of bed and start working immediately. But then I miss my workouts. I don't take any time for myself. Sometimes I skip, like I won't. I'll find myself not eating breakfast. So I even mm. write down breakfast some days. Yeah,
1: like, okay. I do too.
0: Like so, I think time blocking is a very, very good tip. If anyone isn't doing it yet, you should reach out yeah. to myself or Nancy because
1: I help think you another out. thing with time blocking that's important to note <clears throat> is utilizing like timers or alarms. Mm, kind of good. within that because I know that I can get kind of wrapped up in one thing or I can start something and get a little bit distracted. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have those timers, um, one of my mentors actually gifted me like this big 30-minute time, you know, the like mm-hmm. the, the clock, the sand, sand clocks. Timers. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. The sand yeah. timers. Um, but I love it because she'll be like, if if you just spend this amount of time productive. Like that's great, and it's kind of like more relaxing than setting a timer on the phone. You can kind that's of check true. in on it without touching your phone and getting distracted by mm-hmm. the other apps on the phone. But yeah, so timers. Um, I also color code uh, because I have so many things on my to do list every day. I mean, I have um, special ed teacher things that I need to do. I have network marketing things I need to do. I have. Wipe duty things I need to do. Mm -hmm. I have social things that I want to do and make sure I incorporate those. So I color code, um, actually also Erin Condren on her website, she has like color coded pens and stuff for the planner. And I always purchase that so that I can write in my things based on the colors, if that makes sense. So I kind of go above Mm -hmm. and beyond, uh, but for me, it's worth it. It's necessary. Um, and one other thing that I had written down, which is funny, I have been kind of listening to your podcast a lot more lately, and I notice you often mention the importance of meal planning. Yes. Very, and
0: very important. Just launched an entire course on meal planning.
1: <laughs> the funny thing, though, is I would say that that's probably one of the things that keeps me most productive and helps me most with time management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I... I love 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 being in the kitchen. It's one of the things that brings me the most joy. I would say that cooking is probably one of the most important like leisure activities that I incorporate into each week. Um uh, but I will choose to spend 2 hours in the kitchen rather than be productive on days when I really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um so Making a meal plan where some of the days, yes, I am in the kitchen, enjoying my time, and then there are days when I'm like, Hey, my my meal is ready. I'm good to go. Yep. Um, has helped a ton, yeah, so, I,
0: I agree with that. I tell people, you know there's different ways to meal plan. You know, I like to do a little bit of weekly and daily cooking. I on busy days, same thing, I don't want to have to cook. I don't have time to put together a meal because you know you love to cook, so you get it. I'm not gonna half fast a meal. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm not going to just put some like deli meat ham on a sandwich unless like that's absolutely last call. So I like having leftovers ready to go, you know, salads, everything but the dressing on it prepared to go veggies, cut veggies, cooked um, meat made. So all I have to do is either heat it up or just like put it together. So I tell people all the time meal planning. It's yes, like people think chicken and rice. I have to do it healthy, but it's really a time management
1: Right, yep. it's a so. strategy. It's it's totally a beneficial strategy for really anyone who wants more productive time within their weeks. Um, so what I do is on Sundays, typically I have Sundays as like a reboot day. Mm-hmm. You could say um, I usually grocery shop in the mornings on Sunday, and then I come home and do the meal prepping. Well, meal meal planning before grocery shopping, obviously yes. planning, shopping, prepping. Um, and another thing that I had written down is there's a big difference between active time and inactive time in my Ooh, mind.
0: Tell us so, more. <laughs>
1: okay, so active time um, right, is right now. Like right now, I'm, I'm doing this interview with you. I do not have the ability to multitask, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm doing other things on the side. This is active time. My time is fully invested in what we're doing right now. But we also have something called inactive time. I also made this up. Like like someone could have have better (laughs) terms for this. But I think of inactive time as times where I can kind of um, dig into two areas of what I need to be doing. So for example, on Sundays when I'm grocery shopping or when I'm meal prepping, um, I do a lot of personal professional development, which is something that is also on my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Right. So during the time that I'm in the kitchen cooking, I throw on my podcast and I am doing two productive things at once. Right. So really taking advantage of your time when you're driving, right. Mm -hmm. When you're, um, getting ready in the mornings. Um, I mean, I do my mentorship calls with all of the girls that are on my team, um, during mornings when I'm getting ready for work, because I can put on my makeup and still have a really beneficial, productive call with someone. Yeah. Right. So, um, I use my meal prepping time usually as a time to do personal or professional development, just in terms of, um, either doing, uh, listening to training calls from my team that I missed that week. Um, listening to a podcast in an area that I'm struggling with in my business that week, um, if I'm grocery shopping, sometimes doing a phone call with one of the girls on my team, just have my AirPods in while I'm shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another really great way to stay productive and have time management because it really kind of gives you more free time if you're not doubling mm-hmm. the things, you know,
0: yeah, like doing
1: two, two hour long activities into one hour, um, as long as they are activities that work with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes I mean, sense. of course, there are things that you can't do that with, but I like yeah. that. There's so, a
0: lot well, more time in the day once you get smart with it. I think once you yeah. once you commit to doing it, you know, people like you said earlier, people are at least like, oh, I, this only needs 10 minutes or this, that. Like, if you really want to grow a business and go further in your career or, you know, be A working mom or wherever it is that you want to do, like if you make the time for it and not just like, you know, I feel like not aggressive, like, oh, you're not making the time for it. But if you really look at your calendar and see where you can, you know, put on makeup and do a mentorship call or listen to a podcast and, you know, I listen to podcasts sometimes while I, well, every time I'm driving, I cannot get in my car without it. And there are times where I have to go home because it's so good that I'm like, I need to actually write notes on that. Right, But for the most part, I can absorb the information and, you know, go home and just write down a few ideas that came from it. Or, you know, there's voice controls on your phone where it's like, hey, Siri, can you write this down in my notes? Because it's that good. Right. So I yeah. think once you look at your schedule where it's like, oh, I have to drive an hour. Well, I can also listen to something or I can do yeah. a call. I can, you know do a mentorship call or I can reach out to a client or, you know, as long as it's safe practices, there's no reason right. why you can't be doing that. So I I love that. That's a really good yeah. way to look at it.
1: I know I, it's just crazy. I feel like I definitely see that one of the most common hesitations or objections to starting a business is the idea that people don't have enough time. Right. And that's really a scarce mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough knowledge, right? Those are all things that you control. Like Mm -hmm. every single person has the same 24 hours in a day. And I know that everyone has heard that phrase. Like, but seriously, it's really how you utilize the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. if if you really look at how you're spending each day, I guarantee that the majority of people who are saying they don't have enough time to be productive are probably being way less productive than they could be.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, granted you have a business by on Instagram and I use my Instagram for my business, but before I did that, I would on every Sunday it would tell you get that notification if you have an Apple phone, your average time that you spent on your phone. Before I did anything on my business, granted it is more now it would be like three hours. It's like, well, what did I do for three hours? Like every single day, three hours a day. So that brings you down to 21 hours. And if you sleep eight hours, now you're down to like 13 hours or yeah, 13 hours. So it's like, what did you do for 13 hours? That's still plenty of time. You scrolled on your phone for three hours, slept for eight hours, and you still have 13 hours to like conquer the day.
1: Yeah. And I I mean, I really think, that it all kind of comes down to the mindset of enjoying and wanting to use your time mm-hmm. to the, to the highest extent, yeah. right? Like I, I get almost, I don't want to say down on myself because it's not really a, I don't, I don't think of it that negatively, but when I look at my following day, when I'm looking at the day that's coming up, I mean, I look at the time and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can get so much done. Look at this and look Mm -hmm. at that. And then on days that I look back and I see that I didn't really utilize my time wisely. I just think of all the time wasted, you know, like, Oh I, I could have done so much more. I could have done this. And I feel like that's a learned mindset. Mm -hmm. That's really beneficial. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not like I'm not putting, putting myself down. Right. I'm just Really thinking of how much better I could be.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I was just on uh, someone's podcast before this actually today, and we were talking. She asked me if, you know, if someone wanted to start a business and they get frustrated within the first, she's like, first week, you know, they're on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and they're getting frustrated and they're not making money. It's like, and they feel like they're wasting their time. It, I, we basically went into you have to one, you have to make a choice because if you want overnight success, go try to win the lottery. But like, yeah, it, doesn't exist. it doesn't exist. So you have, have to like it. really love what you're doing and you have to go into it with if I can inspire one person or if I can just create good content or if I can help one person or, you know, if it's just money oriented, you're going to give up because if money's driving you, like you said, that mindset, you have to have the mindset to want to keep going. And I think that's a big thing with productivity is if you want to be productive and you want to see success and you give yourself the time, you're going to have more like you're going to see that actually quicker than if you're just like, oh, I gave myself 30 minutes last week and I'm not successful now.
1: Yeah. Well, really, I mean, kind of like what you just said, I think business really comes down to selflessness. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You can't be selfish when you start a business. Um, I definitely didn't see myself as someone who could be successful with network marketing just because I was kind of skeptical of the whole idea of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I set such low goals for myself because I didn't believe in what I could accomplish. Right. Obviously, I surpassed those goals really quickly and realized the potential of what I could be doing in network marketing. Um, but for a while there, I can really—I mean, when it it comes and goes—and I think that that's human nature. But there are times when I think money does drive me a little bit,
0: and when that happens,
1: I notice business decline. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if I am focused too much on what I can benefit what, what, how this is going to benefit me, um, how much money I can make. Oh, I need this sale because I need to hit this amount of money. Right. If that is my driving force, business is going down every time, every single time. Um, but really like I, my driving force is one, the transformations and the confidence that I can kind of give other women or, and men like with their hair, their skin, um, and with their businesses, like when I get girls who aren't really that confident who start the business and then kind of gain some confidence, really that's what's driving me mm-hmm. is seeing changes in people over time, um, and kind of helping people grow, you know, I mean, but I notice if my mindset isn't in a positive place and if I am being less selfless and I'm being more selfish in terms of mm-hmm. why I'm running my business, I mean, my productivity and my Income definitely plummet.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely true. It's it's all about mindset. I feel like we're coming into this. You know, I don't know if want to say generation, but this time where you know when we were in our when we were in college together, no one talked about mindset. That was like it wasn't like a big thing. And now we're being blessed with the people with people talking about mindset and manifestation and creating goals and having faith and we're seeing more people be successful because i truly think mindset is one of the most important things it in money mindset having believing in yourself so
1: okay don't laugh at this okay question do so we were like young and dumb and wild obviously yes do we think do we think that there was this like group of 30 year olds that were all doing this or is it just us you know like <laughs> Were, were, was this already a thing? And it was just not on our radar? Because know, we were it could too have been. Because I always think that. I'm like, is it our generation? Is it our time? Like our group of people? Or was it always happening and we just were not there yet? It could have been
0: because I feel like Instagram was still very new. Like I didn't get my first, like I didn't even start Instagram until I was like a sophomore. And I think I posted uh-huh. on it
1: like three times. I was mortified when I went back to my Instagram posts from that time period. (laughs) They were ridiculous. Like, why did I post the things I posted? No one will ever know. It was also the time period of, um, now we have TikTok, but what was the, uh, what was the, no, well Twitter, but there was that, uh, the little videos that vine vine. yes, It was the vine time period. I
0: guess it was. I forgot about Vine. But now I see kids who are like 20 years old and they're like mindset and everything. So I'm not sure if it's the generation or if people like you just said, like in their 30s, if they were having private conversations, because now there's such a platform. I mean, you can basically make anything happen anywhere in the world right now. No, I hate to be like one of those people, but like. You can basically grow a business or grow a following or start a movement anywhere. Like yeah. social media is so involved. Like it, I feel right. like in the last ten years it has just changed drastically. I never thought Instagram would be what it is now.
1: Well, I think that really um, our world has made Instagram somewhat more of our reality than our reality. Absolutely, uh, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely kind of scary, but definitely one of the reasons why I started online working yeah. online more, is because I saw it as an opportunity. Um, who knows how long this will last? I mean, it could get bigger and bigger and bigger. It could not. I yeah. mean, we've seen, we've seen tons of apps like skyrocket and fall, mm-hmm. um, And that's always a little bit scary, right? When you're someone who pretty much primarily runs a business on an Insta or on a social media platform for me, Instagram. Um, but obviously like I, I try my best to make genuine connections with the people that are in my network, um, so that I have them more than just on Instagram. Right. So just like you, like I have my email, um, Like I have people who subscribe to my emails Mm -hmm. about the business, about the products. And I have, um, Facebook groups for both my market partners who are my team members for training. And I also have, um, a page for my, uh, customers to just kind of talk about new products and keep them informed. Mm Um, but yeah, it is, it's so crazy. Like even just right now thinking about the fact that I'm talking about this business that I'm building is so crazy. Um, I haven't actually put this into the universe yet, but I guess I'll do it on your podcast. Go for Um, it. I am planning on, quote unquote, like retiring from teaching after this school year and working primarily um, with Monet and just doing network marketing from home. It's so much more. um, I have so much flexibility. Uh, You've probably seen that I have become quite the little travel bug over the Mm -hmm. last- year or so I cannot stay still I just want to go everywhere all the time um and the business really allows me to do that and teaching Mm -hmm. really doesn't allow me to do that yeah so so yeah that's kind of in the works that's amazing
0: well I'm sending you good vibes then because that would be phenomenal yeah
1: Yeah. do you
0: mind I don't know if it's too much but what is your rank like how does ranking work in Monet like what is your rank and like in two years how far have you
1: come I'm like right in the middle of the compensation plan. So okay. for network marketing, I'm assuming that the majority of your followers on the podcast are going to have like an, at least a general idea of what network yeah. marketing is. Like otherwise known as multi-level marketing, obviously that term has quite a negative stigma over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am far past that. Like anyone can challenge me on that. I am fine. I think that I think that a lot of people's um, hesitations about multi-level marketing are super valid, but I also love like, being able to educate on that. So if anyone is listening and wants to have conversations for sure, reach out to me. Um, But so one great thing about our company and really probably all network marketing companies is I think there's this idea that you can only make money if you're at the top of the compensation plan, which is Mm -hmm. really a false um, view, right? Um, yes, of course, those people are making tons and tons and tons of money because they have thousands and thousands of people on their team. I am not there. That is not where I am. Um, I am right in the middle of the compensation plan. We have, I think, 11 ranks, 11, 11 different ranks um, in our compensation plan. And I am at the seventh. Okay. So I'm right in the middle. Um, technically, I'm like in the mentor stage of the company. Right. So I have enough people on my team that I definitely have to put in a lot of time and effort with training and mentoring people. Um, but I will say that the majority of my income comes from product sales. Um, I, and everyone in network marketing has their niche. Everyone in network marketing has their strength. I definitely, um, am more successful with selling products. Uh, Because that's really my comfort zone. And that's really something that I am trying to overcome, right? Mm -hmm. I don't talk as much about the business on my platforms because it's something that over the years I've struggled with um, in terms of being skeptical, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't join network marketing because I was super, super pumped about building a team. I joined network marketing because I was super, super pumped about the products. Mm Mm-hmm. And people can see that, right? So when people see my transformation of my hair and when I share the transformations from all of my customers, um, I'm confident in that. People feel that and people want to try the products too. So um, I will say that my strength is definitely product sales on my entire team of thousands of people. Almost every single month, I have the number one sales and products. Um, It sounds probably insane to you, but I sell approximately like $3,000 worth of shampoo per month.
0: That's insane. That
1: is insane. Isn't that, isn't
0: that crazy? Like, that's
1: okay, so that's much cool. shampoo. Was like, what the heck? Like, how? I'm like, it's good shampoo number one, but <laughs> it's really that. Like, I, I'm passionate about it. Like, mm-hmm. never did I ever think that I would say I'm passionate about selling hair care products. I'm not a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I'm about two ranks away from the car incentive program. Um, And that's something that I really want for myself. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I've been driving a beater car for the whole time I've lived in Hawaii and really it's motivation to earn that car. Um, And I have just within the last year started earning my first few fully paid for trips, um, which is really fun. So
0: That's awesome. Well, I know that you have to get to teaching. I have one little question for you.
1: Yeah, of course. If you could
0: travel anywhere in the world right okay. now. Where would you travel to? COVID didn't okay. exist, pandemic, money, none of that exists. Where are you going?
1: Okay, so this is hard because I travel a lot without Mike. Mm-hmm. Um especially with with my business, um I've gotten tons of opportunities to travel with the girls on my team and I always take advantage of those, but Mike never comes with me because they're girls trips. Mm-hmm. Right? He's super jealous. I actually, on my phone, I always have an ongoing list of places that I want to travel to. Um, oh, that's so hard. I'm looking at it right now. I think, you know that there's like this crazy obsession right now with Tulum. Yes. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Tulum?
0: I know what you're saying. I, I'm not sure if I can say it any differently.
1: Tulum. 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 Don't know. <laughs> not her, however it is there's like this recent obsession with it and I definitely have this like FOMO and I really want to go because it just looks so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I've heard that it's one of those places that's kind of like kind of whitewashed, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's just like not really like, it's just, we've made it what it is. And that's not really like culturally how it should be, you know, Okay. Um, that being said, that's not number one. I think that the Maldives.
0: Yeah. That's one of mine.
1: Yeah. I think that that or really, um, I would love to do a like kind of long extended Europe trip with Mike. He's never cool. been out of country other than like Canada and okay. the Bahamas on a cruise. Um, but I haven't been to Europe since middle school and I would really love to go back with him. Yeah.
0: All right. What's Those are list? good answers. What's yours? I would say I would, I've always wanted to go to the Maldives. I just want, one dives Maldives, Maldives, am I saying it right? No, I
1: laugh, I don't know, I heard, I <laughs> I heard I want to go to the mall. And oh, I like, always okay. want to go to the
0: mall, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to go there, Um, but I want to do it, like, if money, nothing was an issue, I would yeah. do, like, one of those, like, beautiful, like, cabanas, like, that's literally in the water you have to take oh, a little yeah. boat to, or yeah. um somewhere that I haven't gone to, let's see. I haven't been to Bali. I've always wanted to go there too. That's on my list as
1: well. Yeah. You spent, you, I know I'm, I'm going to go soon. I promise. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> you, you spent some time in Italy cooking, correct? Yes.
0: That's where I did my God. internship.
1: I mean, I remember you posting all about that when you were in it. And I had, like, I was just like so intrigued every time you posted. I was like, need to see what she's doing. I loved that. That was awesome. Ugh.
0: I like that was before like I think I think I had like the first iPhone ever came out. Like it was so long ago. I want to go back and I'm, I would love to cook again there, but I want to go back and like take real pictures cuz I was 20. I was 21 years old. I was completely right. by myself. I was too terrified to ask someone to take a picture of me. So mm-hmm. I like look back and I'm like I wish I had more photos. I wish I had more memories. Like I have I have photos of the things but like I wish I like had more of that trip because I was so I was just very alone so I want to go back to Florence I want to go to the Mafia Coast again that was my favorite place one of my favorite places in the world I loved it highly highly recommend it Capri growing up Capri was like the background on our family computer so when I got there like by myself at like 21 years old I was like I'm not an emotional person but like I had like tears coming down my face I was like I made it I am the most amazing human being ever well
1: because your family is like full Italian right my
0: mom's Irish but my dad is yeah my dad's Italian yeah Yeah, so we grew up just in that culture yeah so we loved it we are from like supposedly like we are from like that Naples area so it just was very amazing and I would love the same thing. I would love to take Tim, my boyfriend, Tim there and just really just enjoy it. I feel like at 21 years old, I enjoyed it, but right. I would enjoy it differently now.
1: Yeah. I think that once I think that, that whole like age between teenage years and like, even I would even argue almost 30, mm-hmm. you just don't really appreciate things the way that things can be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there are a lot of things that I would like to do over in my 30s um, just because I feel like, again, mindset, I'm in a different place. I feel like I would appreciate more um, wholesome parts of the trip, yeah. right? I think that in, in, in some ways, a lot of the trips that I've taken, I've been focused on the superficial parts of it rather than what really matters. Mm-hmm but anyways this was so fun I'm sure we could talk for hours and hours we could I
0: could have you on and talk about like 10 different topics I've already decided
1: (laughs) well hey I'm always free early mornings
0: that's fine noon works great for me so well thank thank you so much for taking the time and coming on today
1: no I I loved it I'll talk to you soon thank you so much
0: you're welcome oh wait before you go where can people find you
1: Oh, people can mostly find me on Instagram. Um, So I don't know. Maybe you can put it in your show notes because I don't like everything. My last name is a little difficult, but on Instagram, I am just at Nancy Hoadley. Got a few extra whys there just because Nancy Hoadley was already taken. Um, And then that's really the best place, honestly, to find me. It's where I'm the most active. Um, So, yeah, if you want to post it there, I also do have my cooking Instagram page, which I love, but I I don't really share. That's more like my personal, like fun outlet, Mm -hmm. you know? And you're, you're welcome to share that as well. I do bacon and beauty on that one. So I share some makeup. Awesome.
0: So I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much.
1: Of course. I'll talk to
0: you soon. Bye. Honestly, I could talk to Nancy for hours. I feel like I just got, just so much information from an incredible person who mentors other women who runs a business who handles her shit with her full-time job she's a wife she's a friend she's a social butterfly a little travel bug like she's incredible by re-listening to this episode because I'm editing it I'm feeling super inspired to really just like get back on track with my time management it has been lacking a little bit you guys know that I'm always super honest with you and this episode has just inspired me and I hope it has inspired you go follow Nancy re-listen to this episode take notes do what you need to do and as always guys be kind to someone eat some really good food and pat yourselves on the back because this is your time to thrive and that starts within